You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guests, hosts, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. podcast here on rgb titan radio we are the 956 we're your hosts i am will and i'm patty and don't you speak to me like that you little shit i am your mother <laughs> <laughs> yes the trinity is back ladies and gentlemen patty's back to uh to uh, uh discuss with us uh one of the best freaking horror movies i've seen in a very long time and i gotta tell you it's one of the few horror movies that actually like disturbed and stuck with me and it has made it and it has made it uh, where i am actually scared to watch this director's next movie like yeah. straight up Man, i think it'll I, be I great i can't say that i blame you like it's the green knight right that's the next one no that's not uh, He's not directing that. No, no he uh, he he's That's he's the guy who did uh, Ari Aster. He yeah, did, uh, he did uh, Midsummer and the one that we're talking about today, Hereditary. Yeah, and I gotta tell two you, movies, that, dude, two two movies. movies. Nobody should be this good two movies in. Yeah, like, and I gotta tell you, man, like I've been wanting to do this one for a while because I think um, very much so that this movie is going to be. It's too early to tell right now for a lot of folks, but uh, I really do believe this movie is going to be in the pantheon of, of greatest horror movies to ever be made. Um, I think people will talk about this one uh, for, a long time. for a very long time. I think our great grandkids will be talking about what a fucked up movie this was. Mm-hmm. Like people will watch this one the same way they watch the Universal uh, monster movies. Like and oh, just okay. and just on like on just this disbelief of how good they really are. Like when you go back and you watch some of these classic black and white horror movies, mm-hmm. uh, some of them are fucking so good it's beyond reason. Like yeah. it really is. Like some of them are really like this is fucking this is unbelievably unbelievably <laughs> fucking like just valid for not only its time but for now. I really do think Hereditary will fall among those movies like people will talk about this one the way we talk about the shining now i'm i am so rarely um left in like horrific dismay at the end of a film uh as much as i love the witch which i also think will be like part of that that pantheon of greatest horror movies like ever people will talk about the witch also Mm -hmm. um I, I, there's something about hereditary that like it stains your soul. <laughs> like th- this is in its in its own echelon of like there's the people who can still be saved and those of us who've already seen this. Like this movie's and- this movie feels like if hell was real, you're punished for watching this. <laughs> Yeah. And and the the thing is is that what Ari Aster has done with this film and the same thing that Robert Eggers did with with like The Witch is these filmmakers 
Well, I, I believe that uh, 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 what's his name, the guy that directed Saw and the and the Conjuring, oh, uh, James Wan. James Wan, uh, while he brought back good old fashioned like fun horror ghost stories and 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 uh, you know good scary movies, yeah, I think these two directors are uh, bringing horror movies back to when they were not only really good and really scary but also universally critically acclaimed. They're bringing okay. ugly back and like yeah. Here, here's my thing too, man. Like. And I'm gonna say this uh, for the rest of my life. If you've if you've ever wondered to yourself, are the Oscars bullshit? Are the Academy Awards bullshit? This movie is fucking goddamn living, stitched into the fabric of time proof that the Oscars are bullshit. Because the fact that Tony Collette was completely ignored is a yeah. fucking travesty. I've that woman is a goddamn treasure of an actor. She's absolutely fucking incredible and this movie she pulls no fucking stops mm-hmm. like no stops whatsoever the fucking acting that was required to play the mom in this movie like you're it's... asking somebody to fucking like give you a piece of their soul and yeah. she does it it's 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 unbelievable <laughs> like she's utterly incredible in this movie yeah and when you when you take into consideration the fact that she she has she has confessed that she does not like horror movies at all which is insane but but the thing is is that her the the character that she came up with uh her her and uh and ari astra came up with for this film is one of the most complex um one of the most damaged and maybe at the same time one of the most uh maybe disliked slash pitied characters that i have ever seen in a film yeah like her her past like they 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 immediately go into it and it's and it's great because you know every single thing that she's been through but there is like very very little backstory given to her it's all done in 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 plot points it's her like yeah. it's it's Tony Collette who tells like her own story in it while like simultaneously telling this one. And like I gotta tell you, I have no idea if she spent time with people who lost their children. But like yeah. I have I have a very close family member that lost her son. Uh-huh. And like I have no doubt whatsoever that if an opportunity came to bring that kid back. Like she went, she she got sick, dude. She had to be hospitalized a few times because of it. Like her mind couldn't handle it. It was a very, very dark time for her. It was a very hard time for the family. And like she went, like at the very least stepped on the threads of that kind of madness. And I, I'd never fucking mention her name like anywhere because it's nobody's business and she's like, she lives a very different life now. She's very happy in everything that she does now. Uh, and like but at that point in time it was very 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 fucking dark understandably it was, yeah. it was very bad like i can't bro i can't i lose my damn mind when i lose a pet like, i can't i <laughs> yeah. can't imagine the loss of, of a fucking child yeah and like this movie hits very close to home for me when i watched tony Collette's performance because like that family member stepped on those threads like she went very close to going that mad and like Tony Collette portrays it so deep and so dark and I mean to act 
opposite of Gabriel Byrne, who's like no stranger to the fucking cage rage types of performance. Mm-hmm. Like Gabriel Byrne can go mad. Like he can be a very eccentric and interesting actor. He can also be very like John Everyman. Yeah. And like he really takes a back seat to Tony Collette. But if you He's watch the calm his- one. He's like the 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 backbone of yeah. his family. And you like know? there's there's he's acting his fucking like he should have won best supporting actor. Yeah. Like Gabriel Byrne should have been best supporting actor in this movie. Especially like, his final scene in this movie. Like it's, it's incredible. insane. It's absurd. Everything about this movie, like it shouldn't be as good as it is. Yeah. It really shouldn't be. And the, and the whole thing about it that kind of makes me laugh is like I said before about Ari Aster. Like he kind of takes stories and goes, well, what if it went this way? And he shoots a whole fucking movie about it. Like, cause this is, at the end of the day, and I'm sorry for anybody who disagrees, you can, you're wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're allowed to have your very wrong opinion. This movie is essentially a much, much, much better version of Rosemary's Baby. Ah, like, okay. It, it's, it's very Rosemary's Baby in its own way. It's different enough to call it something different. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 as different from the Transformers as GoBots are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Similar, like, similar, but done differently. Right. And, and, like, if you ask me, personally, um, that's another thing fucking people will kill me about, but that's, that's people not separating their nostalgia. Uh, when you compare the two movies... And nothing against Rosemary's Baby because Polanski was an amazing director, even though he's a pedophile and a piece of garbage. Yeah, uh, it's still a, he's still a great fucking filmmaker. Um, this is a much better movie. Hereditary is much better in everything that it does, and it shots in building the terror and building the suspense. Um, the acting. around a two-hour movie, it, it's it it moves swiftly, but it's very very like the 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 pacing is just like this short of being like too overdrawn, like it, it's just the amount the 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 perfect amount of of uh, of driven, you know? Yeah, like you have know? you ever have you ever seen that that meme of that dog sitting in a kitchen and drinking a cup of coffee and the whole room's on fire and he goes, "This is oh." Yeah, this, this is fine. <laughs> That's this whole movie. Yeah. You're watching this thing, just like everything's on fucking fire, and everyone's sitting there going, this is fine. Like, no, it's not. Something really fucking bad is happening right now. Like, how is nobody fucking, like, like, how is, how is everybody okay with any of this shit? Because they're okay with a lot of shit until it's too late. Like, but at the same time, like, if you've never known the loss of a kid, like how far would you go like yeah. you know what i mean like this is fucking this is a whole different this is rosemary's baby meets pet cemetery mm-hmm. like in a very different way like what would you do to bring your kid back and like how much would you be okay with would you sacrifice your other kid for that kid like mm. we're i mean we're asking some that's, really fucking dark questions in this movie you know that's that's a that's a really really dark question and but it's it's been done before to where uh there was a story and they made a movie about this where this uh, couple they had a little girl who was very sick mm-hmm. and she constantly needed blood transfusions yeah. unfortunately she had a very rare blood type okay yeah. 
So what they did when the, when this little girl was about six or seven years old, they deliberately got pregnant again just so that they could have a baby so that that baby could. Oh, yeah. Could have blood that the sister's could keeper. Yeah, yeah. That's based on a true story that actually happened. Yeah. Dude, that happens more times than people I've think. I've seen that movie like, and that movie is heart wrenching. Yeah. Like heart wrenching. And, and it was like, uh, like it, it was, uh, uh, advertised as like a feel-good comedy starring you know <laughs> starring like all these all these romantic comedy uh, uh veterans see so the, like we were talking about that movie earlier the the color out of space and that's kind of how the trailers kind of portray that because it's uh, a little like don't you want to see nicholas cage lose his mind again and, we, <laughs> and, and i'm like you know what sir i do and like I watched it and I'm like, okay, this is fucking utterly just horrific mm-hmm. and suspenseful and it's so good. But like moving on it's, from that, like it's, that's, that's it's the chocolate tunnel in, in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the movie. <laughs> I, it's a, it's a, I told you he fucking hates I that. Told, dude. Like, he told me that that scene fucked with you, yeah, and dude. it's so crazy that you bring that up. Like, and it <laughs> is. It's a real like. Well, that's a fucking shift in tone. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's that. That's what's so good about Hereditary, though. There is no shift in tone. You uh-huh. get like the tone starts off very badly, and it stays there. And like it's this is one of those movies that pulls you into really deep and very dark places of the mind, like very dark places of the mind. And like, so so Patty, I wanted to ask you, man, uh, you were really excited about jumping on with us to uh, to to talk about this movie. What was your like when you had first heard about this or or, or whatever? Like, what was your experience with this movie? The first, like the first time you saw it or the first, first time you heard time. about it or anything? Like, um, that was at well, the old going apartment. to like uh, back then, man, uh, when I first watched this, I I was shocked. Did you know what you were in for when you? I when did, you I did not know. It was just one of those that our old roommate was like, hey, we're going to watch this movie. And we're gonna watch it like ass at night. In we're the gonna dark. watch this movie, and you're gonna like, like it. ass at night in the dark and with fucking surround sound, so you can hear everything that's happening. Yeah. And like, it was um, going back to Tony Collette's performance. Like, she even still makes me cry. Mm-hmm. And every time I watch this, like every time, like she's going through that losing of her daughter, like I, I fucking pour tears. I pour tears because like she's 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 wailing, and you can't help it. I was I was an utter 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 shock. It was a very different movie. It was some. It's something that I will always recommend to people because it's one of my favorites. Um, as a parent, not saying I would go to those extremes, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not saying that I wouldn't go insane. You know, I'm not saying that those possibilities probably wouldn't run through my head. Never ever commit to doing it, but like you can never tell what a parent's gonna go through. Right. And yeah. like she really portrays this here and this movie was just it's just astounding. It's it's incredible, and it, and my it, first time was just utterly, utterly shocking. It was one of those. 
Good. I, I was gonna say, man, the scene that broke me was, and and we're 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 gonna be kind of jumping around a little bit, but the when when the the daughter uh, passes away, mm-hmm. and when she there, there's a scene That's a where, nice way where of putting it passes yeah, away. yeah passes away. No, we'll we'll get into that, man. But uh, <laughs> for this, she he uh, the 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 boy comes home. And like he's he's out of it, right? <laughs> and the first thing you hear when he walks through the door is, "Oh God, they're home." Yeah, right. Like, oh my God, like that tore my freaking heart out. And what stomped on my heart was when she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go out to the store. I'll be right back." And then she starts screaming. Yeah. And then they trans they transition from her screaming outside to her screaming in the room, and she the entire time she's screaming, "I can't, I can't, I can't," and like that act like. It's so hard to convey that type of extreme powerful emotion without it looking like it's it's being forced. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it really is, dude. Like, cause and and again, like, I hate to keep like like bringing him up, but there's like Nicolas Cage rage, and then there's fucking yeah. like Tony Collette rage. Like Nicolas Cage forces it. Like he understands that there's levels to it. <laughs> and they're always kind of fun. And, like, let's not mince fucking words. Like, Nicolas Cage is a great actor. He has a fucking Oscar for a reason. Like, yeah. He is a really good actor. Like, and, and, and ironically, one of his most subdued roles that he's ever had. Yeah, really. And, and like, like, there's watching Tony Collette, like, there's a very, even like Gabriel Byrne's reaction is like, his reaction is just to, like, be there and, like, keep his hand on her. And yeah. like not hold her because she's gonna thrash. Like yeah. she can't stop moving. Like she's she's like she doesn't know what to do. Like there's a very real helplessness that I can't even begin to imagine in not being able to protect your kid. Like my mom has always told me that like my she'd only ever seen my dad cry like like twice in her lifetime, and once was when I got hurt at school. Like I got beat up at school. And like wow. he felt helpless, cause like yeah. all he wanted to do was go and beat the shit out of some nine year old who fucked me up. <laughs> yeah, like, he can't do anything about it. And like he got really angry. And like I can remember that. I can remember one time I got food poisoning, and I had to go to the hospital. And like they actually put a tube up my nose to help me breathe. I was like, I'm breathing oh, just geez. fine. And they're like, Well, we're not gonna take any chances. Up until I told them, I'm like, you know, I haven't filled out any insurance paperwork. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, Oh, you haven't? And I'm like, Yeah, it's probably because I don't have any insurance. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> Sent me fucking home right away with a fever of 104. <laughs> like just like, nah, you go home. You're all right. I just like, well, put put some rubber testing on that. You'll be fine. <laughs> pretty much, man. But like, I was in the hospital. And my dad came to see me. I was only there for like twelve hours, and like he started crying. Like the second he walked in and saw tubes up my nose, like that was too much for my dad. Like, yeah. like, and he was one of the toughest men I ever knew in my life. So like, my dad cried when I got my tonsils taken out. So what I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's there's a real helplessness to not being able to help your kid. And like, like in that moment, it's a fuck not being able to help them. Like they're dead. Like you can't. Yeah. Do like there's anything. nothing you can do about that. Like there's literally nothing you can do. And like, they, she falls apart in such a fucking real and gut wrenching way. 
like, and it's and it's tragic and, and you feel and that that's another thing that that I really love about this movie is that the and, and I've said this before about other movies and it rings so true to this one the horror comes from the fact that you care about these characters right. like yet they're not the best people they're not they don't come across or are portrayed as good wholesome you know a good wholesome yeah. family I mean they have their flaws yeah. and they, they have their like any other family they're they're uh, 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 they're they're dysfunctional to he- like uh, as all hell, right? Yeah. But but they they legitimately care about each other, and they they legitimately are trying to make it through this tough situation, which is uh, uh, this catalyst that starts the story is Tony Collette's mom passing away, right? And her her role in that family was very much a a uh, uh it's portrayed as like a divider right. like her mother her mother was not a good person right yet yet she still it her death still casts a shadow over yeah. everybody everything yeah you know? like even even in death she's still controlling everything yeah which is the fucked up whole point of the story i feel but like which from jumping around like yeah. if we're going to jump around every now and then like even that that goes to like when the grandmother like is in um the casket already right. in the funeral home yeah um this is how you know she's controlling everything because everything around her is set up for her right um the uh i don't know if you noticed that somebody who visits her puts an ointment like on her lips yeah um and when they do that like people around her are just watching her like almost it's weird to say it's almost like she's a leader but yeah but like she controlled that whole setting like it's weird to say but like she controlled what was going to happen in in that moment yeah mm-hmm. and and i think that was that was the whole like thing that the the mom was the one who was behind everything yeah like, i feel like she was the matriarch of everything and the and, further you get into the movie the more you see that the more apparent right. it is and i think that's why the film's called hereditary like they inherited yeah. this fucking this demon yeah like which is and, and again, it's it's a real like like what I said about the witch. Like, what did this family do to deserve this? Like nothing. Nothing. Like they did nothing. It's the circumstances of their existence. Like that's it. Like it's 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 very like what a dark and fucking heinous thought. Like it just happens because that's what happens. Like mm-hmm. like like Mike Tyson situation because I said so. <laughs> like, it's yeah. it's horrible. Like it really really is. And like. Imagine being caught in these circumstances where, like, you were supposed to be fucking sacrificed to this king of hell, and like, the you were you were born incorrectly. Yeah. Like that's not what I wanted. Like, and and you need to unfuck this if you plan on fucking mm-hmm. like getting anything that I've promised you. And like comes this very convoluted plot, this very dark and very like semi-difficult to follow like this is a movie that you cannot take a break from you can't like just jump in your phone and start like having a conversation or start reading shit unless you've already seen it yeah like if this is is your first time seeing this movie 
like you can't just fucking blink get, you yeah. can't even blink you can't get up to go use the restroom and like I'll be back in like two minutes you're gonna miss a fucking very deep plot point in two minutes yeah. like you're gonna but, miss something important as deep and convoluted the story was I did not get lost in it like no, it, it's so why. well made it, so it, that's, the, that's that's the thing that's so impressive about it is because in a story like this you can get lost very quickly mm-hmm. like so you can quick, fucking let's, take let's this Real quick, let's talk about the plot real quick. Uh, basically, what happens is we open up with an obituary, right? Mm-hmm. And the the whole story kicks off at a funeral for uh, uh, Tony Collette's mother. Mm-hmm. And you could see that she's very uncomfortable. She's very, like, she's not comfortable being there. Even though her mother is dead, she's still kind of, like, is cr- kind of, you could see the cringiness in her face, you yes. know? And... This kicks off this this whole thing where uh, their their daughter uh, Charlie uh, is this really odd little girl, right? Yeah. And she's she's just and and it's funny because as odd as she is, they don't really the only the only uh, 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 the only thing that's putting attention to her is the film itself. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, the the parents don't really don't really acknowledge it. The brother doesn't really acknowledge it. But you know, as an audience member, that there is something there's something up with this little girl. She yeah. eats she eats chocolate all the time. She's always cutting the heads off birds. She's always just to herself, wearing oversized sweaters, and and her hair is all up in her face, and <laughs> and she just doesn't look right, you know. Right. And they, and 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 that that's that's partly to do with the way uh, her name is Millie Shapiro. Yeah. And fucking unbelievably way, talented kid, man. The way she plays this character. Okay, is there? There, I don't think there's another child that could do this. No way, Mm-mm. no it fucking way. So perfectly cast. Like Millie Shapiro was lightning in a bottle for this movie. Like yeah. you, you, you can't find kids. You can try. You can try to teach a kid to perform that performance. You can yeah. try, uh-huh. but like to actually capture it the way she did, like she portrays it, like she knows that something bad is going to happen to her and she's helpless to do anything about it and she's yeah. accepted that yeah like it's it's bizarre like and and like there's no reason for her to feel that way except for the fact that she should feel that way because she's not incorrect uh-huh. and like it it makes it really fucking just this ugly feeling that you get when you look at her and you can like she's so like she's seeing all these dominoes fall and she's helpless to do anything about it so she just kind of shrugs her shoulders about it yeah and it's 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 weird cuz the parents treat her very much like like any parent would treat a weird kid like i don't yeah, know dude, well, she's, I've she's done, just doing her own thing right yeah like i've done all i can for her dude she's just yeah. fucking weird i don't know what to tell you the kid's weird but what doesn't help is that the parents are in their own holes exactly mm-hmm. the uh the the mother is is uh, is, uh makes these, yeah makes these awesome little miniatures and uh i, I don't like know what Alex the dad baldwin does. and beetlejuice and shit i think the <laughs> yeah. dad is a uh, like a realtor yeah, yeah, I think I think he's a realtor. And the and brother and the brother is uh is just this normal weed smoking teenager trying to get laid. He's a sixteen year old teenager in high school. How much can you know them? Yeah. You know so, what I mean? 
So really quick, really quick, I want to talk about uh, his name is Alex Wolf. Okay, so have you ever seen that movie, uh, that uh, uh, um, movie A Million to Juan with Paul Rodriguez? (laughs) I'll take that as a yes. (laughs) Yeah, you freaked him out. (laughs) So, Patty, have you seen that movie A Million to One with Paul Rodriguez? No, I actually haven't, but it's probably something that Paul <laughs> That is a fucking great movie. That's a movie that I haven't yeah. thought of in fucking years. Now he's going to make me watch one. it. Thank you, Will. Yeah. Hell no, yeah. it's really good. It's really good. It, it's, no, it's, got a mostly, it's got a mostly Hispanic cast, and, and when I first saw it, I was like, oh, my God, they look like me. Anyway, uh, I yeah. was uh, – so the you know the uh, the female lead in that movie? Yeah. That is his mother. Get the fuck out of here, really. His mother, yes, and if you look at a picture of him and then picture oh her, God. they look Probably. exactly alike. I'm never going to not see that, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm never so, going to not see that. So him and his brother, uh, I think his name is Nathaniel, Yeah. Uh, you know, are both, uh, because her, his mother is an actress and his father is a musician, so naturally they both became actors and musicians. This guy is like... He, he's becoming a big shot in Hollywood, okay? Yeah. Like, he came out of My Big Fat Greek Wedding Part 2. He came out in uh, uh, the, the Jumanji movies, the, the remakes. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, came, he played one of the terrorists in Patriot's Day, which is funny because he's an all-white guy, but he looks like Middle Eastern, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and this like- guy, this cat is a, like, the cast of this movie is just just amazing and everybody everybody who who came out in this movie is just uh uh pushed to the limit of their talents right alex wolf even said he's like this is the hardest i have ever worked in my entire life and that's because him and him and uh, gabriel byrne our friends, this is like the second or third time they've actually played father and son. And like, really think about this for a fucking second too, man. Like, cause it's, it's super weird to like, really think about if, if you followed like Gabriel Byrne's career. Yeah. His performance is probably the most subdued. Yes. And like the most- He always plays crazy guys. Yeah. Like, out of everything that's happening in this entire family, his performance is a subdued one. And that yeah. says a lot if you've watched yeah. Gabriel Byrne movies. Like, if you, <laughs> bro, watch End of Days. He plays the devil. Yep. Against like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> like, opposite Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, if anybody was going to beat the fucking piss out of Gabriel Byrne, <laughs> it was a 1999 Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But, like,. Holy shit, he's so good in that movie. He's so fucking, like, creepy and weird and very fucking, like, just out there. And you have these fucking... You you have this actor in this movie, and it's one of those, like, you be the calm one. Yeah. Like, you're the one who has to, like, keep it it together and all this. Because fucking, like, Alexander Wolfe... Like, I have never felt so bad for a human being in a movie before. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's one of those things where I was like, I wish everybody would just leave him alone. Yeah. Like, that's a fucking 16-year-old kid in this movie. Like, you if know, I was 16... Fun fact, he and, got PTSD from this movie. Yeah, fucking, yeah. did you read about that? He got PTSD doing this movie? I believe it. I, like, I totally believe it. Like, shit still fucks with him about this movie. This, like, again, like I said, this, this movie does... 
it leaves a stain on your soul, dude. Yeah. It's it's just it's it's almost too dark to be a film. Like it's almost I would love to read this as a as a novel. Like I would I would imagine as a novel this is one of those things that's very hard to close. It's a it's a book that's very difficult to close. And like the fucking the fact that they were able to put it on film and it's one of those things that I've been noticing lately is some of the like really darker and weirder and creepier things like directors are taking their shot and like trying to make these 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 just unnaturally new like horror movies and and like, 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 let me fucking just say this about this movie too. Like, you're not getting a cookie cutter horror movie in this. Like, no, this is very much a throwback to the to the way horror movies were made back in the seventies and late sixties. Yes, you know? dude, it's very like, like. I don't know, man. This is not meant for the, patient, uh, dude. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like it's it's uh uh very well. It's it, I, I will say this: every single scene is deliberate. Like for example, scene. like for example, when uh, it, it's all building up because uh, Tony Collette's character is trying, she's trying her best to hold herself together, right? She's on the verge of losing her shit. <laughs> One, <clears throat> because her marriage is on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Two, because her children are going crazy. Like her son is is a is a loser weed smoker. Her daughter is 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 a little weirdo who cuts heads off birds, and she has uh, uh, this amazing talent to build miniatures. But she's got, I, I believe, what would be the equivalent of writer's block, because she yeah. can't seem she can't seem to get what she wants right on those little miniatures, right. and she has this deadline coming up. So what does she do? She tries she tries to to, to make her her two children get closer by forcing her her son to take the little sister to a party that he's right. going to go to where the only reason he's going is because he thinks he's going to get late right mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> so so they go to this party and this entire scene lasts about i want to say what 10 minutes yeah where, where, where like he's, seven. yeah where like he's there and and they hold on the shot where he's sitting there talking to a girl like really awkward like any other teenager would be like he is not smooth at all he has yeah. no idea what to say like and she's the exact same way right yep. mm-hmm. like these are these are the way kids talk and that was another breath of fresh air was the fact that none of these teenagers these gorgeous teenagers that are on that are on a, a screen yeah. are sexualized in any way just like any other horror movie yeah and, and like it's it's interesting to see like an awkward performance as a kid because kids yes. are fucking awkward like, exactly and they play it up and the entire time uh like just like any other kid would be like, hey, little sister, go over there and like get a piece of cake or something, okay? And this is the first time that we find out that she has a nut allergy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they they well, they, 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 they make mention of it at the in, funeral at the beginning. Did they? Like, okay. Yeah. When she's eating, it. she's looking at her grandma in the coffin. She's eating a chocolate bar, and Gabriel Byrne goes, "Oh yeah, that's is there it? nuts in it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And she's right. like, no. And then like they turn around, and Tony Collette goes, "Does that have nuts in it? Because we didn't bring the EpiPen." Yeah. Like, no, 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 it doesn't have any nuts. See, see, and, I love that kind that kind of storytelling. Like, subtle. It's very subtle, right? There's none of this like, oh, by the way, uh, in case you already knew, you you have a nut allergy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it, was, 
it's a very subtle way of doing exposition, which is yeah. my favorite type of exposition. Is like, like, oh, they set that up and I didn't even catch it. Yeah. Like, that's it's, it's, you had no idea that this would be important later. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I'm pretty good at catching foreshadowing. I'll see something and I go, ooh, foreshadowing. Oh, well, that totally foreshadowed. Yeah. And like, they foreshadow it right there and like, <laughs> went right over my. Okay. So, so this little girl who, uh, like, I'm not gonna say. I'm just gonna say that she's extremely like unique looking, and she is the face of of this movie. Every single piece of promotion material has her on on like on the front, right? A, a lot of it is is makeup because she's like, yeah, they they she, they made up her her eyebrows and her cheeks. Yeah, like because she's she's made up. Um, she's got like TikToks and shit like that, and she's yeah. like. This funny, weird little girl who like dances to a bunch of weird shit. Yeah. And She's like, a damn good singer too. Yeah, and like people send her these really weird like dance remixes of fucking <laughs> um, where they just put audio from Hereditary over it. <laughs> And oh she and God. she's like she'll dance to it and like mouth along the the lines and shit like that and I'm like, she's such a fucking funny little weirdo. She does such a good job of conveying that that weird kid that you went to school with that nobody talked to. Yeah. Like, but she didn't talk to anybody either. Like, yeah. you know, like the, everybody had that kid in school. Just that weird kid that fucking sat by themselves. They talked to themselves, and whenever anybody tried to talk to them, they were fucking insanely weird. Like had, had a, a, a markers markers on their hands. Yeah, yeah. And they're always either they're always drawing weird shit or fucking writing shit and like you'd ask them questions and they'd say weird shit to you. <laughs> yeah. Like she she does this really good job of portraying that kid of that that kid that you fucking wonder about in your thirties and say, Whatever happened to that fucking weirdo? Yeah. Like yeah, she but even it. through her, even through her weird little ticks, she has this little click that she does, and yeah. and uh, like her, her just like staring in the space, like you, you still, you still feel for this child, like you still feel like there's, there's something that 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 you want to, you want to, uh, to care for her, you want to. Uh, there's a very uh, real compassion for her. Yeah, compassion. That's like, the word I'm looking for. Like, so, you, you want good things for her character. <laughs> yeah. And, like, that's the worst part about it. <laughs> is, like, these people are, are, like, dysfunctional to the point where you relate to them. Like, everybody's been yeah. here. Yeah. You know, so many people have been here. Like, fucking, if, if one in every two marriages end, then half the world understands how weird it is to feel like you're broken up when you're still with somebody. Yeah. Like, and the, the, the Gabriel Byrne and her have this weird, like, why are we even still together sort of like way about doing things. And like, before it ever gets like to the point where we need to talk about that, we need to address that their fucking kid dies. So this is, this is the part of the movie where I just like, it, it, it really hit me. Like it really, it really like, it's like a telephone pole, huh? It scared, it scared the shit out of me, man. Okay. So she eats a piece of cake that has nuts in it and she starts like, like losing her, her breath. And the, the brother takes her and puts her in the backseat. And it's funny because there's a shot where they're on their way over to the party where they it's like a real quick close-up of the of the telephone pole and you see the little marks on there Mm -hmm. right and then they come back and 
what is it like a dog on the road it's a deer it's a deer, it's a deer? and which is another like cult symbol that yeah. that's that this movie is full of by the way yeah and she gets she gets like the most hideous type of death that you could that you could see that anyone go through let alone a little child it's so you know? un- it's, it's so, so unfair. unfair it's so yeah. unfair it's so gruesome and back to like when you told me when my first time watching this what, what, what my, your mind when you saw that when <laughs> i i think uh, i they I actually think went I that far I think I screamed. She did. I think I screamed. Uh, you yelled. I, I screamed because I didn't know what was coming and, and seeing, we're just going to say this, her fucking head flies off. Yeah. Like, if you, gruesome, horrible, like, spoiler alert, whatever you want to call it, like, her head flies into the damn telephone pole and it cu- cuts clear right off. Right off. Just tears her head. Like tears her head off of her fucking head. And like Yeah. They don't they don't just show it. They make you see it for at least a good two to three seconds. It's like the inside a hell of a shot. (laughs) The entire scene, but the entire scene is after that happens, is focused on his face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And his reaction to it. And that, my friends, is where most of the horror of that scene comes from. It's not only the impact, but it's his reaction to it. It's how do you react? How do you react when something like that happens? When this, you know, is all your fault. Yeah. And like, it's so, cause there's so many ways you can go with that scene because yeah. it, it's hard. I mean, what like it's hard to gauge that kind of reaction. You're driving, you swerve recklessly, and you fucking knock your sister's head clean off. You're of her high, body. and and no, he's he's just high. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's just high. Yeah, he's very very high. And like, it, it, and the worst part about it is it was it was it's a freak accident. Yeah. It's a freak accident. But that, as like, a parent. Yeah, as like parent, what do you, you do like in that? You don't you don't see it as an accident. You right. see it as irresponsibility. And, and like, yeah. and but that's what it was. It was his lack of responsibility. He left yeah. his sister by herself, unattended, unattended. Yeah. And he could have been watching her. He could have had her in the same room and been like, you know yeah. what? Like, I know you're not supposed to be exposed to this, but like, just just sit right there yeah. and see fucking and 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 I will attest to it. And I think any fucking human being in the world can attest to this, just starting to have sex will make you an irresponsible <laughs> fucking human being. The idea, dude, there is yes. not a, like, I, as an adult, there's not a whole lot that I would fucking give up getting laid for. Like there's, there, let me rephrase, there's, there is a whole lot that I would give up. I would shun responsibilities, like to go get laid. I saw a thing, a meme that made me laugh. It says, I canceled a dentist appointment to go to a threesome. Am I an adult now? Like, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty adult thing to choose to do. And like, like I said, yeah. especially if you're a fucking kid and you're going through puberty and you're trying to have sex, I would have stolen my dad's vehicle to go have sex as a kid. I would have. Like, if, if my family wasn't as fucking, like, cool about shit as they were, 
like if my mom and my dad weren't like yeah you're a kid you're gonna go get laid go ahead I don't give a fuck like just be responsible like I probably would have a fucking kid by now <laughs> like but like I was always pretty responsible about it because my parents were very like positive. they were high on it they were like I'm not gonna lie to you and like they were cool about it but like when you're fucking 16 and you're trying to get laid and you're carrying around a bag of social lubricant because again as an adult marijuana will take you very far yeah like it really will if you're trying to get to know somebody like that's a pot you want to hang out and smoke <laughs> there's not a whole lot of people that would yeah i'll go do that like yeah. it, is, it is a social lubricant like it is like drinking and it's easier to get it when you're a kid like it's just the truth like i have i, I have fucking i have one guy i get my fucking pot from like <laughs> like when i was a kid yeah. i could have fucking got some from a teacher <laughs> so, so like I'm not gonna name any names, but when I was uh, when I was 14 years old, my best friend uh, called me up at uh, two o'clock in the morning and begged me, begged me to uh, to to take my my parents' car to go take him to to a girl that he was talking to his house. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, it, and I I I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't. Like I wasn't the one getting late. I wasn't the one, you know. Not my responsibility. Yo, it's not my problem. <laughs> Not my nut, not my problem. Not my D. (laughs) And like, and that's the thing is like, yes, you can really look at this like as a parent would as like that's so fucking irresponsible. Uh Like that was some irresponsible shit. He's a kid, dude. Like he's a kid who wanted to go to a party and try and get laid. Yeah. Like and and like your mom. Imagine trying to go to a party and get laid, and your mom's like, "Here, take your cock block with you." Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I don't... Like, I love my little sister. She's a fucking weirdo, mom. Like, I, I, what do you... What the fuck, dude? Like, there's going to be nobody her age there. Like, she's, like, four years fucking younger than me. There's going to be nobody there that's her age. Like, I just want to go and fucking, like, get laid. I just want some girl to touch my dick tonight. <laughs> and, like, how am I going to do that with my weird-ass little sister, like, there with me? And like you, you fucking like, nah, dude, I'm, 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 I sit here, eat a slice of cake. I'll be back. I'm going to go try to get this girl to touch my wiener. <laughs> like you don't expect, can you imagine if you're just sitting there getting high, trying to get some girl to touch you? And then your little sister walks in and is like, Hey, I'm dying. <laughs> That's like, fuck, what dude. the fuck, dude? Like now you got to get in your vehicle. You're stoned as all hell. You're not gonna get laid. You're angry. A you fucking probably blew deer... it with the chick. <laughs> yeah, dude. A fucking deer jumps out. Even the girls like your sister's a weirdo. Like yeah. it's telling he, he he already has that going against him, and he brought her to a party. Like he he's already weird by association, and he brought his little weirdo sister to a party, and he's trying to get laid. He's trying to like get to know a girl. He's trying to smoke weed and have fun, and like. You know, she just walks into the room like, hey, I'm dying. Like, well, son of a bitch, dude. Like, it, it is irresponsible, but you're you're putting the weight of a fucking curse on a 16-year-old kid. It's unfair, dude. Like, this whole situation is super unfair. And, like, watching his reaction, because he could have fucking, like, MacGrubered that whole thing and, like, got out of the car and, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and like try to reattach the head and shit and like <laughs> yeah. whereas it would have been weird it could have been like holy shit that's fucked up but the fact that he just like that just happened Stood there yeah i like, just sat there like that just fucking happened 
no matter what I think, no matter what I do, like, I can't move in this situation. Like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, like, how would a child react to that situation? He would just sit there. Yeah, like, and he he, he just, like... Do you, like even when he gets home, like do I go wake up mom and dad and tell them like I I I killed her? Yeah. Like he doesn't he doesn't know what to do, so he just goes and he lays down. Like it's such a fucking real reaction to to what is arguably a horrific not fuck arguably like just probably Straight one of the up. situations you could ever be in. Yeah. Like what could you do in that moment? Like it's 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 powerful in the same way the only other thing I can compare it to is that scene in the beginning of Saving Private Ryan where the the mind goes off or the mortar goes off behind Tom Hanks uh-huh. and everything is kind of slow motion yeah, and he looks and he... around and there's a soldier just walking and he picks up his severed arm and just turns around and walks the way yeah. like really calmly like that that's the that's, only thing that's I can a compare good... it to yeah, that's a good analogy because when I was when I was watching it for the first time, man, like I had to stop the movie. Like yeah. I had to stop the movie. I had to like go use we the restroom. Had, yeah. Yeah. Paused it. Like, the first time. It was she fucking when when she when her head hits the telephone pole, uh, Patty screamed and I legitimately like went, Oh my fucking god. <laughs> like I really did that. And yeah. I remember been looking over at my roommate and his jaw was on the floor. Yeah, like he was just like, "What the fuck just happened?" And like, we all kind of looked at each other, and like, we're all just like, "What the fuck just happened?" And Patty goes, "Pause that, pause it, pause it, yeah, pause it." And like, we just paused it, and like, we're all sitting there, and we're like, "You saw that, right? Like, you saw that poor little girl that did nothing to anybody." just have her head torn off of her body and the entire time i'm like like well what like is this real yeah i thought the same thing i was like he's having a nightmare right yeah i thought it was like he's having a fucking nightmare like this little girl's gonna be okay right yeah like no what the (laughs) fuck i spent the rest of the movie waiting for him to wake up dude for real Like it's a very oh, surreal scene. Up, just not, not it's a it's a very surreal scene and like the worst part dude I remember we stopped and we went and made coffee. Like <laughs> we we legitimately made like coffee. We were like, okay, let's 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 have a cup of coffee because our nerves are rattled. Like like it fucked us, it fucked everybody up in the room. We were really like that didn't happen, right? Like it's insanely difficult to to believe what you've just seen. And the worst part about it is it fucking only gets worse from there. And that's a really that's a really hard thing to accomplish. Like we're gonna kill off their daughter in the middle of the movie in the most horrific manner I can yeah. think of. And then it gets worse. And yeah, and, and this is the part of the movie where it's like it's it like it it gets the most uncomfortable like everything about what happens after this part like i mean everything before it was just build up and yeah. getting you prepared for what happens after this scene and it's disturbing and it's horrific and it's like i said one of the 
best freaking movies I've seen in a very long time. So real quick, what we're going to do is we're going to take a a quick break and uh, we'll come back and start talking about all the crazy shit that happens in this movie, man, because, wow, it gets good. So... So we'll be back uh, here on the Movie Know It All podcast on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We'll be right back. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, Two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast only on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956. calling you man to see if you wanted to go to the show over at Yerb. Let me know dude, call me back. Bro, this club is popping off right now man, I'll send you the location dude, get out here. Look man, I get it, you're social distancing, but come on man, let's go to the mall, let's go have some lunch. Don't be that guy. COVID-19 is serious. Always wash your hands, always wear a mask, and only go out for the essentials. This message is brought to you by RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. That was like the uh, um, the sound that it makes. <laughs> the sound. <laughs> Did you hear that? Oh God, oh, I heard all Jesus. of that. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> the sound it sounded like uh, it sounded like a, a, a ten bamboo sticks breaking. <laughs> Just like the, sh- the shrieks that gargoyles make in hell. Yeah. Like, like it, it's insane. So that scene happens, right? <clears throat> and this is just the beginning of everything that happens in, in the rest of the movie. When, when, uh, 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 when Tony Collette's character finds out, and she loses her mind, and everything, I think when that happened, it kind of loosened everybody's 
everybody in the family's inhibitions or like like all their all their protections that they have you know their mind yeah. or whatever because they start seeing things and 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 Tony Collette she she meets up with this person at at a uh, or before Charlie died she w- she was going to these grief counselor meetings right yeah and she met she met a, another woman i forgot what her name was in the movie but she uh um she introduces her to like like séances and mm-hmm. and and all these things like what a coincidence right right like like that that this woman who she has nothing in common with whatsoever mm-hmm. like all of a sudden as like as soon as her daughter dies she's like oh by the way i know of a way to get it back into contact with her mm-hmm. you know isn't that a little suspect <laughs> it's very fucking suspect and and i think that's where where the the comes the the claustrophobia of this movie because then this is where you start to build this incredible fucking weird dread where like you find yourself wondering like like who's in on all of this you know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. like you start realizing like none of this is accidental Certain things that happen, certain things are 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 in the background of the movie that especially on second look, you realize oh my like this all this was set up. All this yes. was was there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that's the fucked up thing about this movie is that like this is not a one and done kind of film. Yeah. Like you don't watch this movie and go, well, I'm never gonna watch that shit again. <laughs> like, no, you, you I fucking... thought that's what I thought. <laughs> It's one of those movies where you're like, okay, I have to watch that again. Like, who are these people? Like, have they always been there? Like, am I supposed to know who that guy is? Am I supposed to know who that that woman is? And yes, you are. <laughs> like, yep. they're there. They're just very subtly there. Like, everything around them. Like, this whole movie is that that ending scene of of Rosemary's Baby where you find out like everybody's in on it like mm. you don't have a friend in the fucking world like we've all led you to this and like they very much tell you what's happening in this movie and you never notice it like you yeah. will not there's so much happening that you don't notice that this horrible shit is like happening on purpose yeah like there's nobody's innocent in this film and it's fucking horrible like it's a really horrible thought to realize and like you don't really catch it till the end and when you watch it again and you know that it's happening it's still very subtle like it still leaves you open to all these like what the fuck is going on (laughs) like so so that death happens what in the first 20 minutes of the movie no not yeah. even yeah it's like, like 30 like, minutes in like, like 20, 20 30 minutes minute, 20 30 minutes in so like what did what did you think of the uh uh patty i'll ask you this especially uh because you you've seen this a lot right have, have you yeah. seen you've seen this a lot of a lot of times just like the witch <laughs> yeah, this, yeah this was one of those yeah. movies that like we A24 watched a lot. films are just my favorite so yeah. i will i will watch them <laughs> So what what did you what did you think of because there's a there's a lot of talking a lot of just uh, there's a lot of buildup that happens and not a lot of action 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, what what do you what do you think of of what was going on and how they got there? Like, what what's going through your mind? Like, how do you recover from from a scene of of a of a thirteen year old girl getting her head cut off? Well, I mean, it, it's it's very disturbing. It's it's very disturbing because they don't just t- show you her head getting cut off. They they show you her head. They like actually the, show the head they, with they the ants all over it. They actually show the head with the ants all over it. So that even that even puts another image into your brain. Yeah. Like you go from that and knowing that there's that symbol on the pole and and knowing that all this was set up and then going to um pat like even after the like funeral like you don't recover from this movie. You, you just That's don't. Exactly what I was you you can't. Like, I, I, you I, don't there's no recover. explanation. You don't recover from it. Like uh, it's something that, like, it, it, like Bob said, it keeps just getting worse and worse. And like, and they're so subtle on how worse things get, but like, it's insane. So when it comes to the remaining three three uh, uh, members of the family. Each of them, each of them deals with it in in a different way, right? Like um, Tony Collette's character, she kind of throws herself into her work. She even goes as far as to do little dioramas of the recreation of the accident, oh, you so know. And, and 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 you know, Gabriel Byrne is like, is like, what the hell are you doing? And she's like, you know, I'm 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 dealing with it my own way or or whatever, you know. And poor poor, uh, what's his name, uh, Jack, the the, yeah. the brother. Uh, Peter, 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 that's right, Peter. I don't know why I saw Jack. Uh, He deals with it, he deals with it in his own way by just, like, just getting even, keep doing what he's doing, you know, getting even more stoned and, and, and not really, not really caring anymore about what's going on. Really facing it on his own. Yeah, he's not getting any 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 help from from his parents. They're they're very much dealing with that on their own. Uh, Tony Collette very much blames herself for it, yeah. as much as as much as Peter does. Yeah, and and Gabriel Byrne, his I forgot what his name is, but he is he is very much um, towards the end of the situation. He puts his attention towards the son yeah. because. Because the way Tony Collette is dealing with it, it's putting even more of a wedge in between, mm-hmm. in between them, you know. Mm-hmm. And the more, the more she, the more she dives into uh, the the whole occult uh, part of it, and and the seance, and the 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 trying to to get back, to, uh, trying to speak with Charlie. Yeah. Uh, the more uh, he resents her, and the more yeah. he's like, like you need help. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I think this is the first time that she actually because you don't really see her have this much dedication to anything before in the movie. Right, she's very much dedicating herself to this, to trying to get her daughter back. Right, mm-hmm. and and there's a very real like just sense of dread that comes with that because, um, like I said, like even it, it's it hits a little close to home because I had a family member who like like I said went through that. And her husband sort of responded the same way. Like you are not dealing with this. Yeah. Like you're you're not facing like the the fact of what's happened. Like you're you're 
you know, she felt that that like she was still able to communicate with him in some way. Yeah. And like her husband was very much like, you are not facing the reality of this and it needs to stop. Like you need to, to just face it. And there's a very real like, not to say that I, 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 I think he did wrong because he didn't. Like some people face things in very different ways. Mm-hmm. And like his way of facing it was just like, it, it happened and it yeah. sucks and there's nothing we can do about it. So let's just be adults and move on mm-hmm. as best as we can. But some people and, can't deal with it that way. Yeah, and like Tony you know? Collette doesn't deal with it that way. Tony Collette does everything she can to hold on to her and yeah. try to fucking communicate with her and feel that she's around in some way. And like the poor brother's caught somewhere in between. Like poor Peter's caught somewhere in between that wanting like wanting his sister to be alive because if she's still there, if they can still talk to her, then like it, it not, then it wasn't all his fault anymore. Yeah, but because he time, feels because I mean he's trying to to mute his emotions right. by smoking and doing all that stuff, but you could tell like he is just absolutely devastated. Yeah, like he like every single thing that that has happened in this movie that happens after this it's all his fault and yeah. he knows it and he knows it and the guilt is just killing him and then what makes it worse is the fact that he knows that even though his his mother is is blaming herself for it she holds him responsible for what happened yeah mm-hmm. and and to an extent so does the father yeah yeah you know and, and he just doesn't tell him he that. does he, he hides it he hides it better than twinkle yeah he quietly <laughs> blames the son yeah, and like it, it, it is. It, 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 it's, in my opinion, probably the most appropriate response to be yeah. angry at your son. But like, it, he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm angry at his irresponsibility, but it's the responsibility of a 16 year old. We shouldn't have fucking yeah. given him the fucking. We shouldn't have given him the reins of taking care of his little sister, yeah. like when he was obviously trying to go out and be a kid. Yeah. Like that wasn't his responsibility. That was our responsibility. Angry at him, but this isn't entirely his fault. And he handles it as mature and as adult as one can possibly handle that situation. Like, but he's still angry. And can one? Can you blame him? And you, you can very I mean? much easily fall into the trap of him becoming, like, you know, like it should have been you, kind of, yeah. kind of like they, character. They could have fucking gone that way. They could have, yeah. And it would have been, yeah, it would have been harder for for Peter, but, like, I think they went out of their way to show, like, not only is he not a bad guy, but he's not in on this. Yeah. Like, he's... he's And he genuinely loves his son. He genuinely... Yeah. There's genuine real love there. Yeah. And it's a real, like... What the what the fuck is what the fuck else can I do except like try to snap my family out of this? Yeah, like he's he's doing everything he can as a fucking man as a human being to take care of his family in this really dark situation, like a really fucking dark and dire situation that everybody's like spiraling down. And the thing that sucks even more about it is that nobody asks him how he's feeling. That's another. Like, yeah, that's no true. No one he's, talks he's, to him about how what he's going through. He lost the daughter too. Yeah, like he lost his kid too, as much as Tony Collette did. 
Very much. Like, and it's very difficult. Like, I imagine it's very fucking difficult to not fucking like be angry in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and not only that, but he's dealing with it alone. They're mm-hmm. all dealing with it alone, right? Yeah. Like they're all dealing with the loss of of like this horrific, horrific, terrible loss mm-hmm. at a time where their family is is the most separated. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't make it any any better the fact that behind the scenes, mm-hmm. behind all this that's going on, we go back to the fact that even though she's dead. Mm-hmm. Tony Collette's mother is still pulling the strings. Right. All these different characters start coming in, and you start to realize that, like you said before, all this is happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. We find out that um, the new friend that Tony Collette made in in the in the uh, uh, the the support group mm-hmm. knew her mother. Yeah. But didn't but didn't tell her. Mm-hmm. And she notices that by it's. I think it's a stroke of genius how how the how the, how, uh, uh, the filmmakers did this. Yeah. The... They. She goes to the apartment and she looks down at the placemat at the at the front mm-hmm. the mat at the front door. The, the welcome mat. The welcome mat, and she notices that it's the exact same style that her mother had. And then she goes through her her mother's things. Keep in mind. Throughout this whole situation, um, the 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 son Peter, he keeps seeing he keeps seeing spirits of his of his little sister. The mom uh, Tony Collette keeps seeing uh, uh, spirits of her mom, mm-hmm. and like it all comes to to a head when she realizes that she knows that this person knew her mom. Mm-hmm. And it's at that point where she makes she makes her move. The friend, I think her her, her name is Joni. Joan, yeah. Joan, and she makes her move. And there's a scene where they're at the uh, at the school, mm-hmm. and he's sitting there eating lunch outside, and she's screaming across the highway. Yeah, you just know, screaming, just screaming at him. And it's 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 ter- it's utterly terrifying. It's because- very it's very eerie the way yeah. she does it because the what she tells him like because we already know that there's go- there's something going on of form of like some kind of witchcraft obviously because yeah. seances you know ghosts running around the house and yeah. and crazy shit like that but like she's telling him get out yeah but like in any in any mind when 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 i first saw that i was like boy run like boy (laughs) run run far away because something's gonna happen to you like you just need to run but that wasn't the meaning for that Mm -hmm. it was more like um the the initiation of like what's the next step forward right. to to uh, I guess you can call it a ritual. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a domino effect. Like the, the the domino one of the dominoes fell sideways and this movie is just them trying to reorganize the domino to fall back the right mm-hmm. way. That's actually and that that, that, that's, a, 
good yes. example of it. Yes, and that, my friend, is the greatest one of the greatest twists I have ever seen. Yeah. So it turns out. So it turns out because before they had, uh, she had mentioned, uh, Tony Collette's character had mentioned that um, she had originally like just shut her mother out mm-hmm. like just straight up shut her mother out she wanted to see her son mm-hmm. but she wouldn't let her mm-hmm. she's like no you're not good you're not saying anywhere you're not going anywhere near my son and then later on when she got pregnant with charlie Mm-hmm. She gave in and she's like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll let you come. And she just like, like her her words, she just sunk her hooks into her. Yeah. Right? Just sunk her hooks into her. We find out that her mother was the head of a uh, of a religious cult mm-hmm. by, uh, what was his name, Paimon? Paimon. Uh, celebrating Paimon, the, uh, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, the generals of hell. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was trying to, to summon him. And she was trying to use her grandchildren as a way to to uh, to give him a human form. Right. Unfortunately, she was unable to get the grand grandson, but mm-hmm. she was able to get the daughter. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, <coughs> payment uh, uh, requires a male host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And prefers a male host. Mm-hmm. He he rejects the female body. Right. Yeah. He, he just he just doesn't like it. So the last fucking sex pig. <laughs> yeah. So the last ten minutes of this movie is some of the most insane, <laughs> intense, like straight up terror filled moments I have ever seen in a movie. Okay? I don't. I don't know which one um, frightens me more, and I, I think this is me unable to separate my nostalgia as well. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what is more frightening to me. Um, Jack chasing after Danny in The Shining and just like mm-hmm. chasing him with that limp and Danny! Like, yeah. There's a very terror that comes with that to me. But holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Her, so her slamming her head against the attic door. Um. <laughs> So, Just so, everything that happens here, dude. Like, so real quick, man, real quick. When, like, just like from 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 the point of when he's at school, uh, 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 Peter, when he's at school, and he's slamming his face on the freaking desk and breaking his nose. <laughs> which, by the way, is he so actually cruel, did? Uh, apparently, which, he actually did break his nose. <laughs> God, like I, I wouldn't, fucking, I wouldn't doubt it because he's so he smashes his fucking face in yeah. that thing, dude. Like so, so and and then he, he gets home and and she's she wants to end it, like she's straight up trying to end this, and she knows that the key is her little is her little uh, uh journal where all the drawings are. She knows that he's the key. She tries to burn the book, but it ends up burning him. It yep. ends up burning her, right? <laughs> so she tries to beg him. Uh, her husband mm-hmm. to burn the book but like he had enough he's at his wits end he's like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this for you anymore like I'm not I'm not gonna like we you need help yeah 
So she like throws, I, won't, I won't play into this anymore. I won't play your game anymore. Like I, I'm, I'm not gonna play into your delusions. Like you need help, and 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 I think he finally realizes how much help they actually need. And and this is a, a genuine. This whole thing is genuinely coming from a place of him really trying to help her and really yeah. like of love. Like yeah. he loves her. Like he no more, dude. Her. Like I can't yeah. let you live in this fucking fake reality that you've created for yourself. Yeah. And unfortunately, unfortunately, she she uh, uh, she throws a book, and he catches on fire, and her face and her face is just like utter terror, utter grief, like every single emotion that she can throw into a single face. Yeah, dude. And, And Tony Collette pulls it off like nobody can, dude. It's so fucking unsettling yeah. and like such a signal for the shit has hit the fan. Yeah. Like, like she's like, lost, dude. Like at this moment, she's lost. Like she's lost all grip on reality. She's mm-hmm. lost all her senses. Like she's gone. She's, she's no give, longer. She's given into the things that are trying to take over. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's given up. And, it, and it's given in and it's taken over her. And it, it's such yeah. a fucking like. You, you can feel your heart drop into your stomach, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, the more I think about it, and again, it's very difficult for me to separate my nostalgia from it. But the more I think about it, this scene is far more terrifying. Far yeah. more terrifying. Yeah. Like, and and it, it is, like I said, um, it will it will enter the pantheon of fucking greatest horror movies to ever exist. But, like, th- this, this moment of the film like really signifies how bad things are are about to get and how surreal they are about to get <laughs> and like yep. there's like the, the last one like is peter and he's yeah. very aware that some bad shit is happening and yet still doesn't know how bad it's about to be yeah like and and oh my god <laughs> he wakes up he wakes up and he uh he goes into the living room where he finds the charred remains of his father. And this is so brilliant. The camera turns in front of him, and in the background, all blurry, you see Tony Collette hanging on the ceiling just waiting for him. It's so horrifying, dude. <laughs> and to and that it, it, that's not it, man. She mm-hmm. like he. You see these these uh, uh, like just naked people, just standing around sm- with the weirdest crazy smiles, Ugh. like just staring at him. And that's when she attacks, and she chases him, and he runs up the, the up the attic, and like you said, starts banging her head on the on the uh, 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 the attic door. Like just trying to, ri- dude. It's like watching a fucking like lion's last burst of adrenaline before it starves. It no, yeah. that's not even the the, the like, don't even use a lion. That's not a lion. Wrong analogy. I think she would have ripped apart a lion. Dude, like that like, wasn't even a lion. Like, her her performance was like a fucking grizzly bear. There's something. something so fucking primal about it. Like it's very animalistic. And it, she's trying to get to him, and yeah. like walls and doors are a fucking obstacle. Yeah. And like she, she's using her body to try to rip through this door. Her head. She's her using her head. <laughs> and it's and she's just smashing her head into the attic door. She's hanging on the ceiling. It's like smashing. a drum roll. 
Yeah, and she's like smashing her head against it like it's the fucking beat of painkiller from Judas Priest. <laughs> like, she's moving her head at a speed that like you cannot move your head like that without snapping your neck. Yeah. Like she's whiplashing her head into the door and just, it's monstrously terrifying. And like you hearing this kid sobbing, telling, begging his mother yeah. to not hurt him. He's like, "Mommy, mommy, this this seventeen year old kid." 16, he reverts to a kid, fucking like child. A child. Okay, there are a couple of scenes before where he's like, just like, "No, mommy," or like, like he's crying like a freaking child. Yeah, he's dude. crying like a five year old. Like he's he's not he's not a he's not a, a teenager anymore. He's he's reverted back to to uh, to a child who spilled his milk. Yeah, or, dude, or who te- you know who or got attacked by a dog or something. Yeah, he's mortified, dude, and it's yeah. it's such a like I don't even know what kind of what like. To describe this scene in a word, like the closest thing I can come to is like legitimately, I never use this word. It's so phantasmagoric. <laughs> like, it is, dude. It's a word I don't get to use very often, but like, I can't describe this any other way. Yeah. Like, there is, this is a nightmare in the, in the worst possible, like, sense, in, in, in that it's real. Like it's yeah. a real nightmare that he's that he's not only is he living through he cannot escape it. Yeah. Like he's there's, stuck. There's such a fucking empty dread to what's happening now, and it, and it doesn't feel like there's there's no hope. Like this 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 scene is so so viciously hopeless. Like there are no there there are no tracks that you can walk backwards in. There's no maze to hide in. Like, there's no real chance that she's gonna freeze to death out in there and you're gonna be okay. Like, there is no chance of that. Like, no snowplow. It's, it's, <laughs> you're trapped. You're in, you're in a, a room with four corners, no windows and no doors with a monster. And that's horrifying. Yeah. Like, it's really horrifying. And what makes it even more terrifying is that you've, like, he put himself in a situation where he's in there with even more terrifying, something Mm -hmm. even more terrifying. Yeah. Where he goes in there and and it's it's a bunch of candles and, like, the ritual that Mm -hmm. that has just taken place, Mm -hmm. you know? And he sees... uh, he, he turns around and somehow she gets into the room mm-hmm. but she doesn't attack him mm-hmm. she sees he sees her floating in the corner oh. cutting her own head off mm-hmm. with a piano wire <laughs> with a piano wire okay it's some kind and, of wire <laughs> and and th- th- this is this is this is so great he turns around and he he throws himself outside the window through the glass window outside to the floor and mm-hmm. and I think he probably dies right I don't know that, that, but yeah, the that's, sound that's design that's that's yeah. the, that's the point that's is that the, he falls so hard where, that he dies that's the point where Peter dies but the sound design is you hear the cutting he oh, yeah. he throws himself out and he lands yep and you still hear the cutting yeah but you don't see it. Nope. And then all of a sudden you hear the cutting stop and then thud. <laughs> yeah, that was a very surreal moment. 
and I didn't notice this, and I didn't notice this until I saw it on 4K because I watched it on on a 4K. Yeah, we were yeah, watching yeah, we're watching yeah. 4K too. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you notice the the little white mist going into his body? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't funny. notice that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's Charlie. That's and, not Charlie. That's payment. Uh, no, it's, it's Charlie. That's payment. That's following them around throughout the entire movie. I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think we ever. I know that's payment, but I don't think we ever see. My opinion. Uh, I don't think we ever see the the ritual completed because at the end of it, if you remember, when they're in the treehouse, Joan calls him Charlie. Yeah. Yes. So it's okay, Charlie. And this yeah. is where I say this as well. Is well, let let before we get yeah. there because I don't want to spoil this one. So. Okay. So, uh, like, yeah, let's, let's just let's just say the ending, and then we'll get to to our theories about what it is. Yeah, he um, he gets up, he clicks his tongue like Charlie, by the way. Yeah, and then her the mom's body floats down from the freaking attic and floats over to the treehouse and goes up in the treehouse where it's all lit up and everything, right? Oh goddamn! And then he he goes in there, and all. The cult members are there, kneeling, mm-hmm. naked, and in front of the in front of the uh, uh, um, the the little thing that they made. Yeah. With with Charlie's head on top, with a crown. Mm-hmm. And this is where this is where where uh, where uh, uh, where they tell him that you are like you are uh, uh, we're here Amen. to to resurrect payment. And we originally put it in Charlie's body, and then now it's in your body. Now you have the body that you want. Make the world bow down to us as we bow down to you, or something like that. Yeah. Right. And that's where the movie ends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I think that they maybe maybe we missed something. Maybe I missed something. But I, I have to agree with Patty that it is uh, Charlie. In in as much as that. Uh, payment was originally uh, placed in Charlie's body. Right. Mm-hmm. So he knows himself as Charlie, because that's oh, what he said. Oh, I, I see what you mean. Okay. Right, 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 right. So now that he is no longer in Charlie's body, he needs to like he's being recognized as Charlie. Yeah. That's his human name. Right. Okay. That makes, he's that makes more sense. They put they put they put payment into Charlie, and he's known himself. As Charlie, Charlie his whole life. Time. Right. Yeah. Which would explain why he's such a fucking little weirdo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, this yeah. guy's a king? <laughs> that makes far more sense. You're right. You're right. You're right. You guys are absolutely right. But, I'm but, sorry. It's because we're, we're watching the movie right now, and it's the scene where he's where he slams his face into the desk and just... Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> so, so, with that being said, man, the entirety of this movie just is 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 just a long way around where the ending is he he is just there as a vessel to be yeah. a vessel this whole movie <laughs> even though Tony Collette I consider her the main character the whole movie was about him right and his role in everything that happened Mm-hmm. They never really got into the relationship between him and his grandmother because right. they, they focused, they, they mainly talked about the relationship between her, uh, and uh, her, her and Charlie and, and, uh, um, and Tony Collette and Charlie mm-hmm. or Tony Collette and, and, and her mother. Right. 
but they never really went into went into Peter's uh, uh, relationship with her. Right. Well, they, I, they, she, he didn't have one with her. Exactly, and that was on purpose because, like you said, he didn't have a relationship with her because he kept her away. They kept mm-hmm. her away, and like that ending was so brilliant and yeah. so like out of nowhere that it, it 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 just it just made the movie better and 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 it disturbed me to the point where i didn't really like i wasn't really looking forward to watching it again <laughs> but now that i did watch it again like it's knowing how it was gonna end yeah it was very much like the sixth sense for me where like um you know what i'm gonna watch it again just so that i can see if i could catch any clues yeah. to what's <laughs> yeah. going on you know and tony collette was in that one too <laughs> exactly another mother you know <laughs> But um, yeah, like what? what? Uh, dude, Tony Collette is everyone's favorite tortured mom. <laughs> yeah, this poor woman, dude. Like, it's funny because she had said that. Uh, like, they asked her, like, why, why do you keep doing horror movies? Like, no, like I. She was she was promoting a uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, um, oh shoot, not uh, uh, Krampus. She was promoting uh, Krampus. I forgot she was in that one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, like, why'd you do this movie? I thought you hated horror. He's like, no, I, I just looked at it as a black comedy. Like, okay, I can see that. <laughs> I, I wonder how she looked at fucking Hereditary. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't laugh once. It terrified her. It terrified her, and but she said that the that the script was too brilliant not to do. It is. She said it was it's, too good not to it's do. It's far too brilliant of a film to not yeah. do. So so after you, the first time you watched it, like what were your thoughts? What were your reactions? What was your your initial take on this like just weird, unique, crazy little horror movie? I wanted to vomit. Like really? if I'm being honest, I wanted to throw up. Like after I saw this movie the first time, like I I felt really sick to my stomach. And it was because um I didn't think anything was going to impress me on the level of the witch. Uh-huh. I thought The Witch was going to be the most impressive movie uh, that I was going to see for about five years. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm sure, like in another like few years, something will woo dazzle me, you know. But like, I I, I certainly didn't expect it to be two years later. <laughs> um, so soon. Yeah, I was like, did not see that coming. Um, I had heard about it. You know, you hear people say it's really scary, but. Um, I trust very few reviewers. I have my like people who review shit that I'm like, all right, like I, if you're interested, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, like you haven't let me down yet. And to hear that that this was one of the most terrifying things that's like ever been put to film by uh, you know certain reviewers and stuff like that just leaves me kind of like, okay. I'm curious about it, but at the same time, I never really took the time. I never took mm-hmm. the time to just go and check it out. And like, what was so weird was it went to, I know it was at Carmike because there's a limited seating. Yeah. Uh, they did it at Carmike and then um, they did it at the Dollar Theater. Like it was at the Dollar Theater the same time it came out on, on demand. Mm-hmm. And like, I had planned to go to the Dollar Theater at some point to see it like I was like I don't know I'm curious enough about it that I'll, I'll go check it out I'll pay a buck for it mm-hmm. and like we just ended up watching it on VOD and like <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's just one of those movies you you cannot prepare for a horror movie like this 
Uh, like because you've never seen anything like this and it's that's a very difficult thing to do it's a very hard thing to do now is to make yeah. a horror movie that's unlike anything you've ever seen before and and this one certainly is that mm-hmm. it is very unlike anything i've ever seen i've 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 then and and i guess maybe that that's where i compare it a lot to rosemary's baby that's the closest thing like and it's it's so not that it is but it isn't yeah like rosemary's baby builds a different kind of dread mm-hmm. like this is a whole like everything you were about to watch is bad and it's only going to get worse like rosemary's baby kind of gives you this false sense of hope throughout the whole movie where like maybe she'll get away with it or maybe this person's gonna help her and they just hit you with that really hard ending and this movie just lets you know from the beginning there ain't no way this is gonna end but hard and and, and like i said from the moment that charlie's head gets ripped off of her body it it just gets it just does not get any better from there and as much as much as that scene terrified me and like I had to stop and I had to like, you know, I had to regain my composure after that scene. Mm-hmm. That's the scene that got my attention mm-hmm. and it kept my it attention. Does. <laughs> yeah. It holds you the rest of the film. You're like, yeah. It's a real what the fuck just happened. Yeah. And so, Patty, like, how would you like what would is like after watching it the first time and, and it disturbing you like it, it still it still was one of those movies where like you can watch it over and over. Yeah, it's it's something that I can. It's what it's, is it? Uh, what is it about? What is it about this movie that like uh, it's like you know what I I I love it that much to watch it I, over and over. Why I love this movie so much? Maybe because I'm just freaking insane. Um, <laughs> but like, as as a parent, um, I can put myself in her shoes of insanity, yeah. and 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 like understand that like. As a parent, you don't know the lengths you'll go to for your children. Mm-hmm. Like somebody's like, um, you know, that whole like, you you fuck with my kids, you got the mama bear coming out. Well, guess yeah. what? This is like the legitimate mama bear, like mm-hmm. the one that's like, I I'd rather die than than have my children not walk the earth. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm still very angry at my other one. And I don't know how to love him anymore. Like, not that I don't want to, but like my heart can't. Like I put, I can put myself in that situation because like if I was her, I'd be like, I'm insane. I'm crazy, but this is what's happening. And the mo- the movie just puts you on this huge emotional ro- um, roller coaster, and it's it it makes you want to like step back, but then you're just like, nah, let's go along for this ride. And <laughs> and at the end, I understand that it's very demonic. That's what's going on, but the ritual itself was a very like weird and beautiful way in saying like we're killing your entire family (laughs) like a weird and beautiful way of saying that because like it wasn't just like um like yes the family was put in this setting because the grandmother took control of the whole thing like they needed them in this house they needed them to do these things and it just 
it's it's I, I don't know like it's, it's just a freaking just inher- movie. these poor people just inherited hell. and like yeah it, it's hard it's it's a very hard movie to explain when you're not watching it right yeah. like it's, it it's one of those that it's gonna tear you apart it's gonna make you be angry and it's gonna it's gonna make you realize how how fucked up like like some people can be because I mean I'm sure like this probably happens in real life we just don't know about it like I'm sure people go all insane in, in freaking real life and, and there's and there's cover stories for it, you know? Yeah. Like it it's it's a horror story. Fucking it's a horror coo- story. Fucking cuckoo's nest, man. Like <laughs> no, it flew out of the cuckoo's nest and back in. <laughs> like no. This movie was this it's not horrible, it's a great movie. But as an emotional roller coaster, it's a very horrible mm-hmm. movie to like sit through because so, you're so anxious when you're riding that roller coaster. So originally uh um the director had uh, started writing this. It was supposed to be just a straight up uh, uh, drama film about loss and grieving and everything. And everything that he had put into the movie, like it legitimately terrified him. Like he's, I think he had just had a child and uh, he was, he was going through the, through the gamut of emotions that you get when you, when you do have a child. And it's like, if, if, if this situation that he was writing about had actually happened to him, like it wouldn't be some drama that you get over. It'd be a straight up horror. Right. So, so he, he, he rewrote it, uh, to, to make it a, a supernatural, uh, cult horror. And I'm glad he did because, uh, it, it's, it's a different way of looking at, um, not only grief, but like mental health and, mm-hmm. and how, how, wow. how grieving affects different family members, different right. ways, exactly. you know, how it affects everybody differently and how everybody, uh, uh handles it, you know? Yeah. And he, putting that supernatural twist on it kind of, it kind of puts puts it in a in a different light, but it it makes it to where it's not as in your face right. as if it would be if, if it was taken in the right, the direction of a of a, a, a you know a straightforward dr- drama type, right, you know. Right. But I mean, it, it succeeded. It it did very well. Uh, it launched his career. Yeah. And I gotta tell you, like he's from what I hear about Midsummer, mm-hmm. and he's making uh, who who would you say he he was making the the Green Knight? No, 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 no. Yeah, it, it, it's a different right, one. Right now, there's there's no definitive next Ari Aster project. I know he oh, has it's several Robert projects. It's Robert Eggers that's coming out. Yeah, Robert uh, Eggers is doing the the Northman next. The Northman, that's right. Oh, okay, okay. But like Ari Aster doesn't doesn't have a definitive new film coming nah, out. Nah, but that Green Knight though. I'm I know. Ready for I know that. he's got some scripts like done and like yeah. in the works and stuff like that. But I, I don't. I, I haven't read anything about his next definitive film. Yeah. Uh, which is is gonna be a, a, a crying shame, man. Because like I say about uh, like Ari Aster and fucking Robert Eggers, like it's it's so it's so early in their career that they've got plenty of time to fuck up. Yeah. And, um, I I really maintain that like I don't know why, just a weird feeling I have that Ari Aster will be that guy who goes meta with his bullshit storytelling first. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, think so? I, I I think he'll make a movie about. 
uh, Tony Collette being attacked by a spirit from Hereditary. Like, you know, <laughs> like, try- not, like uh, she's not playing a character; she's actually playing herself. She's playing Tony Collette. <laughs> like, it, it'll. It, I think he'll be the first to Wes Craven's new nightmare. His own shit. Yeah. Um. I. I don't see hey, Robert. Don't talk Ager's. shit about new nightmare, dude. Don't talk shit. No, about I nightmare. fucking she love new nightmare. I love she new was genius. <laughs> but that that was a very well earned like movie. It was. Like, it you've got to make quite a few movies before you you can earn the meta in my opinion, meta like, card. The, yeah, to to pull the meta card, like, and I have a feeling that because Ari Aster is so good. Yeah, that he he'll pull that card sooner than later, and like I hope he doesn't. I hope he never feels like he has to go that route, um, because he is a very talented fucking writer, and I, I dare I say he's an even more talented director, because like the shit that he shot in this movie, like yeah. the angles, the the lighting, the subtle nuances, like everything that he did in this movie is right, and for. For somebody to go like, hey, check out this movie. I've never made one before. Like, <laughs> this, this is my first yeah. one. Fuck you, dude. Like, you yeah. should not be that good. Like, for a first movie, like, come the fuck on, dude. Like, so, that like, is too good. So, Aster and, uh, um, and, uh, oh, shoot, I'm blanking on his name. The, the, the witch, Eggers. I think I think they're they're uh, this generation's uh, like Kubrick and and Freakin and and De Palma and like they're very much in those those schools of of, uh, of horror movie directors. I think people Where will they, talk about them in that echelon someday. I I think they've already earned their spot. Like even if if they never make another movie ever again in their entire lives, I think with these two films, they've definitely earned their their spot in that upper echelon and they definitely deserve to be uh, talked about uh, in those circles. I hope to see both of them directing something. That would be too much for me. No, I don't care. I'll I'll ride that roller coaster. I think if they Mm -hmm. tried to like creep show that and like it's it's one (laughs) movie but Robert Eggers directed one story and Ari Aster directed another one like what are you thinking? You know, I thought I wanted to to see uh, Grindhouse but you know <laughs> yeah oh yeah fuck that that's more like grind mine dude like that'll fucking <laughs> i don't think i could handle that like and then watch it suck but like <laughs> like no no joke like the the best thing that these two guys could ever do for their career is to stop no like yeah. if they were if they no i'm saying like if they were to stop well, I mean, they like they would fucking people would talk about them for eternity. Oh yeah, of course. Like yeah. they'd be known as two of the greatest directors ever, and four films between them. Like I said, there's still plenty of time for both of them to fuck up. I really don't see it happening though, yeah. like because they directed both of their first movies are very dark and strange and insidious in four radically different ways. Yeah, like putting the two of them together, like The Witch is nothing like The Lighthouse. The Witch is nothing like Hereditary. Hereditary Hereditary is nothing like Midsommar. Like, none of these movies are anything like each other. And the one thing that everybody should at least be able to agree on is that they're incredibly directed. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck what your opinion is about any of these fucking movies. They're all Like, they look amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, they look really, really, really fucking good. They're made, like, fucking perfectly. Like, everything. 
everything that went into this film, the acting, the music, uh, I wish we could have uh, talked more about the music, but uh, everything, the directing, uh, it's just uh, perfection. And it uh, is. I, 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 I'm, I'm glad that it is a standalone movie. Uh, it, it, it's not a franchise film. It's a definitely a good standalone film and uh, definitely worth your two hours, man. Absolutely, dude. I would fucking, bro. I would fucking be so irate if, they, if there was ever a Hereditary two. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> no, want to fucking. Like, what are no. you doing, dude? Like, is Annabelle in this one? Like, just and throw judging, away. Yeah, and judging from from what these directors are doing, they're 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 going radically different ways with each one each movie. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I one of these days I will sit down and watch Midsummer. I'm just trying to get over this one because this no, one really messed with me. <laughs> Mid, Mid Midsummer is um, it's dark and triggering uh-huh. and very triggering, but it is it is most certainly not dark on this kind of level. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's a very fucking... Like, it's dark on its own level, just not this Not bad. like this. Yeah. Like, I mean, but it, it's, it, it's it, it, again, you know, it's it's dark in the way that Full Metal Jacket is dark, and so is The Shining. Yeah. Like, I, I, I find it very hard, and I tell people, like, Full Metal Jacket is, is essentially a horror movie to me. Like... Yeah. Especially the, the first half. Yeah, I was like, especially... The- it's a yeah. horror movie. So like, it feels uh, like a, a fever dream, dude. And like this is no different. Like this is two different fever dreams. So we've gone we've gone pretty dark, man. Uh, the last couple of well, no, th- this week was pretty dark. Last week was was uh, was pretty lighthearted. What do you say we go back to being lighthearted, man? Uh, I think we need to. Yeah. <laughs> Next week we're gonna do a a childhood favorite to a lot of people, man. Uh, this movie is is very near and dear to a lot of people's heart. I unfortunately uh, did not grow up with it. Uh, they say that you're in one of two camps: either you're a Goonies fan, or you are a Monster Squad fan. Monster Squad. Do for life bro <laughs> and that's what we're gonna do next week man we're gonna we're gonna be Y'all talking about monster squad directed by robocop 3's fred decker one of my all-time favorite if not probably my favorite childhood horror movie like yeah probably the main reason i realized that i loved horror movies yeah. was this fucking movie i wanted nothing more in my life but to be a member of the monster squad goonies may never say die but monster squad kicks fucking werewolves in the nards <laughs> And man, I cannot wait because I saw this movie as an adult and I got to tell you, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. So uh, on that note, man, we're going to go ahead and call it a week. Guys, go check out uh, Hereditary. It's currently on Amazon Prime. It is and, there, uh, brother. You can watch either regular version or 4K version. I suggest if you go watch it. I suggest 4K. 4K like a mm-hmm. mother. Yeah. 4K, you get all the noises. Yeah, like all the noises. You hear all the, the, you hear the leaves crinkling and fucking yeah. 4K, man. Like, <laughs> just <right>. get it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, with that being said, until next week, I'm Will. I'm Bob. And I'm Patty. And that was the Movie Know It All podcast here on RGV Time Radio. We are the 956. Have a good one, guys. Hail Payton! Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip-hop, rock, and country. Back to my bag now, driving down I-35. 
you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to Play My Music at RGBTitanRadio.com. Once more, that's Play My Music at RGBTitanRadio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. RGBTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. 